Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, darlings. And welcome to this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. I am, of course, your host, Natasha Mundy. And as always, I am so excited to be here. And I am so grateful that you are tuning in and listening to this episode today. Oh, this episode just came to me just before, and I'm so excited about it. So, and and I I'm so excited about it, but also I'm so surprised that I actually haven't done a podcast episode on this before I actually went through and looked at all my old episode names I'm like surely I've done this surely I've spoken about this and then when I realized I hadn't I'm like oh my god we have to do this today so what am I talking about today without further ado so what I am actually talking about today is you know like how powerful your words are how your words can become a self-fulfilling prophecy I'm going to deep dive into, you know, words that society uses and, you know, and labels that can also be given and how these words can deeply impact your life if not used carefully. And, and of course, you know, when I share this sort of stuff, I share from my own experience and I'll share some of the experience that I've had with being labeled different things growing up and how that became a self-fulfilling prophecy and about, you know, my own self-talk and things I do and don't use and just some tools that we can use to just really, you know, be careful with our own self-talk and how we can use them wisely and powerfully and to make an impact and a difference on our life. How cool is that? All right. And of always, we do always start with the, what is going on in the Kiss My Crown world. Well, what is going on in the Kiss My Crown world at the moment is we are in waitlist phase for the Kiss My Crown Masterclass. So the Kiss My Crown Masterclass is a two hour um, masterclass. It's self-paced learning. So you get um, the masterclass video that you can watch at your own time. It's set up into three different modules. And what what it really is, it's like this first little step, you know, when you just know you need to do something to kick yourself in the ass because you are just sort of at its place and it may not be great and you just, it's not where you want to be. So the Kiss My Crown Masterclass starts off by, you know, giving you some things that you can instantly do to make a change in your life right here, right now. So you're not having to wait for results or any of these sort of stuff. These are things that you can um, apply in your life right here, right now that will get you instant results. So the pre-sale for this is open. So if you head to the kissmycrownacademy.com and go to the waitlist tab and you just enter in your name and your email address, you will be on the waitlist. And what does that mean? It means that when we go live for launch, which is going to be the 31st of March, is that you will be able to access really like crazy pricing and it's going to be 50% off. So only for those on the wait list. So what that actually means is this 
this masterclass offering will be my most affordable offering that I offer. And it will be $11. I'm not even kidding. $11 for those people who are on the wait list. And you just, I mean, in that $11, you just get so much value. The full price is $22 when it does go up. As I said, you know, this is something that I've wanted to make as my most um, affordable option as a quick little way to be able to work with me. And the reason for doing this is obviously because I want to have different levels. Um, like I want to be able to reach everyone. And that's why I have like my podcast, which is free. It's, you know, like I could chuck the podcast on Patreon. I could do, you know, crowdfunding and stuff like that for it. But I choose not to because I want this to be a free resource for people, for anyone to be able to access. Because I know what it's like to be at a point in your life where you don't necessarily have you know, you're on the start of the journey, you may not have excessive money or stuff like that where you can actually afford to um, invest in yourself or maybe you just need a little pre-work before you're ready to invest and, you know, something with like an $11 offering is like this cute little investment which can just really get you on a path of learning to invest in yourself um, but it's still super affordable for most people out there. So that's why I have have this option before you head into my like more specialized long-term programs. Anyway... So get on the wait list. That's, you know, simple. Get on the bloody wait list. You know, like you're crazy not to take up that offer. Let's be honest. If you love this podcast, then I would just be jumping on to that wait list. So it's something that you can um, access and get that awesome, awesome price at. And of course, I'm deep in creation modes with other things as well, which is a little bit exciting. Um, life is going good guns like really good guns. So yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Like I've just really been intentional with, you know, like, you know, like obviously I teach the self-love club, which is my 12 month program. And, you know, but in that I do the work in the self-love club too, you know, like, and it's the great thing with self-love club work is you can be at any level and do it. So you can be at the level that you are now and do it then you could do it again next year and be at a high level and it would still be, you know, and do it again and it would still be relevant because it works on where you're at, which is really, really cool and where you're willing to work. So that's what I love is so for myself, like I'm doing the self-love club work and I mean, applying the five rules of self-love to my life. And, you know, this has been, you know, like there's been some, don't get me wrong, there's been some ups and downs in life, you know, I had loss in the family and all that sort of stuff, but but, you know, overall, I'm doing all the shit that I really wanted to do. And, you know, and my life is a reflection of that. And I'm pretty bloody lucky. So, yeah, I've just been having lots of adventures. That has been my life this year. Lots of little mini adventures. I love it. I'm so here for it. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about our words. So, I want you to realize, you know, like, often with times is that, your, what you speak and your words and what you say, you know, I want you to realize just how incredibly powerful your words are. And usually your words are based on a thought as well. So, you know, when they, you know, like, so it's when I get to tell you that your thoughts are really powerful and so are your words. This actually was a really scary concept for me back in, I want to say 2006 or something like that before I 
hadn't, I hadn't started my journey, but I'd gotten a hold of the book, The Secret, and I read it and I was not ready. I was not ready at all. And to the point that I just, you know, I started being afraid of my thoughts and my words and, and I couldn't find a way to be able to, to fix that. And, you know, so then I was just scared. I was actually scared. I was creating this life for myself that I didn't want. And it was, you know, it was a really tough time. So unless you're ready to hear that message, it just, it wasn't for me at that time, it wasn't the right time. You know, later on down the track, it's been then the perfect time, you know, fast forward to like 2016, 2017, and it's obviously a lot of a different story. And I wish I was ready back then. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, I think we can all look back in retrospect and be like, damn, if I knew now what I knew then, um, you know, wow, my life would have been so much different because I would have been doing this stuff back then, like so much sooner, but things would just would have turned out so different in life. So I don't like to look back with um, regret, but there is definitely like, you know, like, and I think that's a classic example too, though. Like, as I said, I was not ready for that message. So it's funny how you can hear a message at a certain point of time and not be ready for it. And then hear it at another point in your life and just be like, I'm here for this. This is what I'm all about. And this is my life's purpose, right? (laughs) It's, it's crazy how that happens, but you know, with your words and what I'm talking about, the power within your words. And I want to use lots of different examples here. So the first thing that I want to talk about is your self-talk. And the reason I'm going to talk about this first, and this is one of the rules in self-love club as well, is about setting healthy boundaries, both internally and externally. So self-talk definitely comes under that internal boundary of how you will allow yourself to talk to yourself, you know, and how you do talk to yourself. Because the way that you talk to yourself is, firstly, it does become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then secondly, it also acts as a guidepost for what it is that we will accept and tolerate. And this was my firsthand experience. And this happens so often, you know, when you have really when this really, really impacted my life was when I had really, really low self-esteem and it, and I would use language like, and it may sound like silly language, you know, like, like, Oh really, does that really matter? But it, it really does matter. And so the language that I would use, you know, maybe I would trip over and I'd be like, Oh, you stupid idiot. You know, like I would say that to myself, um, you know, like when I was then also younger and really, you know, like, body image wise, you know, I had really bad of body image. And what I find funny, right, is when I look at those photos of myself younger and I used to, and I used to think I was fat, that's, that's where it was. It was this body image issue. I'm like, wow, I wish I looked like that now. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I, I was like, here I was with this, you know, oh, I'm fat. I'm awful. I'm stupid. No one will ever love me. And I was saying that stuff and part of it was then a reflection too of the relationship that I was in is that I'd be told that stuff as well. Like no one else would ever love you. Like you're hard to be with. You're, you know, you're a terrible person. You know, you're not that pretty or, you know, like things like that. And so I would tell myself that. And, you know, when I tell myself that, then I actually 
believe that. And then it becomes, you know, like I said, this whole self-fulfilling prophecy. And then what would happen is because I would believe that about myself, because I would say that about myself, even after I got rid of, you know, the boyfriend who was the first boyfriend who was like that is then the second boyfriend wasn't much better, you know, like, and, you know, would sort of treat me in that way as well. Not quite as bad and not like physical or anything like that. You know, I'd grown up a bit from there, but, you know, I still, I settled for that relationship, you know, in that second relationship was more things like he was out cheating on me and stuff like that, which, yeah, right. Um, anyway, sorry, I was digressing into a thought there. Um, but what it was is that I didn't feel like I deserved any better than that. And so that is all because they were the words that I was using. That's what I was telling myself. So I allowed this sort of reality to be, you know, oh, well, I can't do any better than that. So I'll settle for somebody who is, you know, on drugs and cheating on me, like yay for me. And, you know, and I had to start looking for evidence to see where I could do better. And eventually I did. And, and, and that was amazing. But, you know, that took up so much of my life of, and even, even older, like once I got past, like when it wasn't a relationship thing, you know, and it wasn't about my body or this or that is that, you know, I would, I would cuss myself for doing so. Oh, you're silly, you're stupid, you're, you're blah, 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 you know, whatever it was. And, you know, when I look back at my life at that time, when I was using that sort of language, you know, like it's so a reflection of what I was saying. Like I didn't realize it at the time, definitely not, but I can look at it in retrospect and be like, oh man, no wonder your life was like that. Look at what you were saying to yourself and look at what you were doing with yourself, you know, like, and, you know, because I was saying this stuff to myself and it was all very negative, I wasn't treating myself well. You know, like when you, you know, I would never talk to my son like that. I would never talk to one of my best friends like that, you know? And so when I was doing that, then I was allowing other people in my life to do that to me. And that's why it's really important with, you know, that's why I say it's about setting healthy boundaries and saying no. So here is a tip though, for how to get out of that. I've heard this called many different things. Like it is, you know, stop and reframe what you're saying or it's catch, cancel, correct, right? And what it means is that you do need to, you know, be aware, you know, like consciously. So if you make a choice, you know, if you are somebody who talks to yourself in not a positive way is that, you know, you need to start catching, you know, listen to yourself talk and you, because we're talking about this now, you will be a little bit more aware of it. And in the moment that you catch yourself saying, oh, this is stupid, I'm stupid, oh, silly, silly me, like catch yourself and you'll realize that you say that and you'll be like, oh, okay. So you catch yourself in the moment and then you cancel. So you just stop it. So you don't continue on with what it is that you're saying. You stop it and then you actually reframe it or in this case, you know, depending on which little terminology you're using, you know, if it's catch, cancel, correct, then this is where you're doing the correcting behavior. So um, you know, this part of the stop and reframe. Okay, well, I'm going to reframe what it is that I'm, so I'm going to stop it. I'm not doing that. I'm not continuing that that train of thought, those words. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying those words anymore. I'm going to stop. So I stop in the moment and then I reframe it. And, you know, for 
every bad thing that you have just said about yourself in the last two minutes and you'll turn around and say like 10 great things about yourself, you know, like, and you're like, oh, I'm silly. You're like, oh no, I made a mistake and that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. It's how you learn and how you grow. I've got a growth mindset. So that makes me fucking awesome. See how you can reframe that to actually mean something else, you know, like, and it's the same, you know, like, you know, like so much, you know, if you've got that hate on things like your body, well, you know, when you start doing work of rewriting your stories and realizing everything's a bunch of bullshit, you know, that you're meant to look a certain way. Well, when you don't feel like you're meant to look a certain way, it's like, you know, of course, we're always going to have things that we may not love about our bodies, but you need to find what it is that you do love about your body, you know, so instead of, you know, let's instead of saying something like, oh, I'm fat, then it's like, oh, you know, stop cancel, you know, catch cancel correct. Don't say that. Cancel that out. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going on this path, you know, like I've brought in beautiful children into this world, you know, I am fit and I am healthy and, you know, and find parts of your body that you bloody love about yourself. That's what this is all about. So that is about self-talk. All right, so that is one of the really important foundations, like that negative self-talk, that is so like 1997. That shit has got to stop. It really does. And you need to set that healthy boundary with yourself. You know, this is an internal healthy boundary of saying, hey, I'm not going to partake in this anymore and I'm not going to do it. Because when you start treating yourself and talking to yourself out of a place of love and respect, naturally what will start happening is your standards will raise, right? And you will no longer accept any other that sort of behavior from other people either. You won't tolerate them joining in on that party or telling you, you know, what your weaknesses are in life and blah, blah, blah. You will not accept or tolerate that. And your standards will raise and cheers to that. Now, the other sort of talk I want to talk about, so where your words are really powerful, is I've got two more that I want to talk about. I'm trying to work out which order I want to talk to you about in them. So I think what I'll talk about is just language in general right now. And I think these two can flow into one another because I want you to be really concerned about labels or the words that other people are using. Um, And there is definitely some words that... I don't want you using moving forward either. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to start with the words that you shouldn't be using moving forward either. There's some things in your vocabulary that you just should not be, be using. And these are things, words of like, uh, I can't afford that. Or I'm broke. I I don't know how many people have like use I'm broke and use it in a joke. Like, especially here in Australia, we like to like joke about everything and they do it like a joke. (laughs) I'm too broke for that. Don't be ridiculous. Right. So we use it in that sort of sense. Um, and you know, like, and it, and it could be about, you know, like, you know, people could be talking about the R word at the moment, like recession or something like that. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. We're all too broke to buy coffee now. Like, and they use it as a joke and like, it's funny, but what you don't realize is that your subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality and like conscious, like it doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. It doesn't know the difference between a joke and what is real. And so when you're using that sort of terminology, even if it's in, um, innocent and fun, is that 
it has the power to also become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're making jokes like that, or if you're, you, you know, like, and if you do use words like, oh, I can't afford that all the time, or, you know, like, or how many times have, you know, this is a great one. This is something that I used to do all the time when I was with Connor in the supermarket. You know, he'd always want to buy something, you know, like, you know what kids are like in a supermarket. Oh, can I get this? Can I get that? Can I get this? And, and, and innocently enough, when I was, when he was younger, I would say things like, oh, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. Like, and sometimes it was just like a lot of the time we could afford it, but a lot of the times it was just an excuse to make him put it back. And, but again, like those words become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So be really picky with the words that you choose and what you want to use. Um, and don't allow them to become that self-fulfilling prophecy. So that that's words in my vocabulary that you just won't hear is, and it was a hard one because it's like, because sometimes like, you know, like, we're, you know, we're saving up for a holiday at the moment. Like, and it's, you know, like when you're trying to explain to, you know, an 11 year old that, you know, like, oh, well, when are we going? Okay, well, we're, you know, saving up the money to do it or, you know, having to have choices, you know, maybe he wants to do something, you know, he wanted to do something like really extravagant the other day. And, and it's like, well, we can either, you know, like it's, it's either we're saving for Queensland to go on our holiday or we're, or we're going to go and do these other sort of, you know, expensive things. Like, what, what do you want? Like, but rather than saying, oh, we can't afford to do that because we're saving, it's like, remember that's not um, in alignment with what we want right now. Do you remember what it is that we're saving for and reframing that with him as well? You know, like, what is it, you know, what is our priority with money at the moment? Oh, it's our holiday, right? It, it is about reframing that quite a lot and reframing, you know, and like I said, that was the tool that, you know, it's like catch, cancel, correct. And this is a little bit of the same thing, like catch, cancel, or correct or reframe what it is that you're saying in a way that supports you so much better and just realize that they, these words are so fucking powerful so don't use them willy-nilly, you know, and it's the same. And this is where I guess I'm talking about like labels or the the words that society are using at the moment as well. Um, so don't let other people's words also become your self-fulfilling prophecy is what I want to say there. And this is what I'm talking about with so much, you know, like I cannot tell you how much I filter what is coming through to my life and what I mean by that is by what I listen to what I um, watch you know like I really filter everything that comes into my life because my sort of belief is is that you can be you are what you consume and if you are sitting there like and you're bad news Barry like you know just listening to the news and it's all bad news and it's all just this fear-mongering and everything going on and you jump into that and trust me like because I, I can get into it so easy and I did this year when I had my little you know menti b like I was like oh my god cost of living this cost of living but I was listening to all that noise you know and it was it was cost of living this interest rates rise to that recession this you know like and these were three words that were just plaguing me and it's like hang on a second like <laughs> is this <laughs> You know, I had to ask the question today and I put this question about, this is a great journaling prompt. Is this the ultimate truth? Is this the ultimate truth for me right now? Like, is this affecting me in this moment? Like, and I'm not saying that it's not affecting people. So don't come at me being like, oh, but this is like affecting me. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But, you know, for me personally, you know, is this affecting 
me. Because the reality is at the moment, my house is, we're building. I'm not paying in home loan at the moment. So interest rates doesn't actually affect me. So why am I worried about interest rates? Why am I worried about something that I can't change? And, you know, same with, you know, like when people are talking about, you know, the recession, obviously things like the cost of living and stuff like that. I see my bills going up. I see my, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But do you know what I also see in my life is that I see that I'm on a higher income. I see that I have the ability to be able to pay for all those stuff and still do some of the things that I really, really, really love. You know, like that's, that is my reality. And that's why, you know, like a lot of it is just noise. Like there's always something going on in the world. Like there, there literally is always going on, something going on in the world. And whether that is, you know, our worlds have seen multiple recessions and depressions and, you know, everything in between we had the you know financial economic crisis in like 2008 and all this sort of stuff like there's always stuff going on but sometimes with this stuff there is a lot of noise and there's a lot of people speaking and there is a lot of noise but it doesn't necessarily and yes it may affect us at some sort of level but does it ever affect us at the level that they that the world is telling us that it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, because you know, what you're hearing out there is just so much louder and, you know, they put so much, like, you know, they add the spice to it because they need to sell stories. You've got to remember that, you know, like that's the, you know, the news job. It's not about, you know, the news is there, you know, they sell fear and they, you know, add these, you know, that's why we don't see just the news of just all good news stuff because good news doesn't sell bad news does. Right. So, just be really wary of that and what's going on in that collective world and choose what you want, you know, like, cool, some stuff's going on in the world at the moment, but there's always more than enough money to go for, go around. There's always enough, you know, it doesn't have to be a scarcity mindset, you know, and when we're reframing things too, like, yeah, some, some shit's going to happen, you know, some, you know, and, you know, someone might lose their job, but, you know, from my own experience, I know that if I've ever lost a job for any reason, I've always found another one. You know, like, so what is the actual ultimate truth behind all of it? That's just what I want you to question there as well. And that also leads me on to labels too. Be really careful with labels or what people try to label you as. And the reason why I say that is, you know, for so long for me, I was always labeled as a person who has depression, you know, like or mental health issues and a mood disorder, have a mood disorder, you have this, you have that. And it was just always labels upon labels upon labels. And with those labels and what we need to be careful with, because, you know, there's not to say that, you know, those labels aren't real. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that there is a difference between being that person you know, there's a big difference between being a depressed person or being a person who has depression, all right? Because sometimes when we get given those labels and those labels can be so powerful is that we feel like we have to live up to the stereotype of what those labels are rather than just being a per like, you know, being able to differentiate between the person, all right? So you, it's like you don't let your label become who you are. It is something that you have. And... 
you know, and as I said, for me, you know, like I was wrongly diagnosed with depression and mood disorders and all this sort of stuff and bipolar type too. Like I, from a really young age, you know, from 17 years old and I was put on medication from that age. But the reality is, is, and I lived up to those labels. Let me tell you, I went crazy, you know, and, and, you know, like I really lived up to that name. Like, and this is who I am. You know, and I, and I identified as that, like, I, the, but this is who I am. Like, I, I'm the girl who has bipolar. Like, I'm crazy. You know, I'm the girl who has, like, mood disorders. I'm the girl who has really bad depression. Like, this is, this is who I am. You know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't what I had. It was who I am. And that really, really impacted my life because when, as I get older and I've done more investigation into my own health, realizing that, in fact, at 17 years old, I did not... Um, I had Epsom Barr virus, right? And that is actually something that, you know, mimics like, it's like that chronic fatigue and, you know, like, um, you know, and really mimics a lot of like symptoms of, uh, you know, de- you know, depression in young adults, in, in teenagers. It's, um, yeah, you know, like, like, how crazy is that? You know, like, it's just, you know, and so many people can have that and it can really affect them in different sort of ways. But, you know, it just, it just goes to show, you know, like, and that's what I mean is, like I said, I lived up to these labels of having depression, but I didn't actually have depression. I had something, I had a different virus that mimicked the same uh, symptoms, so this would mean like it was really important. And then, but, but having a wrongful diagnosis at that age really shaped my life. And it took me so long to get out of that depression mindset. It really did. It took me, you know, like I dealt with this for so long, for so long, right up, you know, from 17 years old, right up until, you know, my mid to late thirties, I wore this label And, you know, when I decided that I started, I didn't want to be labeled anymore is when, you know, when I was able to make that sort of change and it's just, you know, not to say that, you know, like, as I said, it is definitely not to say that these labels are not real because that's not what I'm saying, you know, like if, but it doesn't have to define who you are is what I'm saying. There is a difference between who you are and what you may have. All right. It's. Same like when I've had autoimmune disease and stuff like that as well. Like I am a person who has autoimmune disease, but autoimmune disease is not who I am. All right. And realizing that difference. And that's what I mean with those labels. Do not associate with those labels in a way that it defines who you are. All right. So you might have things, but it is not who you are because who you are is at your core and that's who you are as a person. And you know, and because I think with these labels as well, what happens is they do, you know, these labels do come along with stereotypes as well. You know, like, you know, and it's the same as like, oh, okay, she's a blonde, you know, but that doesn't mean that I need to live up to the label and be a dumb blonde. No, I just have blonde hair. It's just a feature about me, right? So just remember that, like keep that distance between a label when somebody tries to label you, whatever it may be, you know, like whether it's a, you know, like, cause it's not just, you know, I'm not just talking about what labels like a doctor may give you. I'm talking about any sort of, you know, labels 
in general, like, you know, maybe people out there might call you a bitch. Well, okay, cool. But that's not your label. You know, you might be assertive. You might be, you might be at times bitchy for some reason or whatever, whatever it may be. And maybe, but it doesn't mean that it needs to be your, your future, your destiny or who you are. And I think this is particularly important if you have kids as well is, you know, like sometimes you can be so quick to label kids of having things like learning difficulties or not good at this or not good at that. And you put labels on these children and they're not academic. They're not this, they're not that. And, you know, that can really, and I guess that's what happened to me as a teenager, you know, I was labeled as having mental health issues. But when you put that label on a child is that they do, they don't know how to separate the label from the person because they don't even know who they are as a person yet. And that's why it's so important to just really distance yourself from that label, you know, and just, if it does not serve you good, if it does not better your life, then do not identify as that label. Yes, you can have that, you know, like I said, you know, less, you know, with me, like at points, you know, like I definitely started, I suffered from not postnatal depression, prenatal depression. So yes, I had prenatal depression, but that's not who I am. That's not who I was. It was just a thing I had. And it's just finding that difference. All right. So this week and just in general, let's just make sure that our language that we are using, just remember how fucking powerful it is. Just remember how fucking powerful you are. And let's make that small little change with that stop and reframe, right? And choose better, all right? You can choose better thoughts. You can choose better words. That power, that all lays within you, all right? And it's just about being intentional and it's about being aware and conscious of what it is that you're saying, what labels that you are and aren't identifying. So maybe you need to do some reflection this week and go, mm, I really, you know, I've been labeled as this and I've really gone into the trap of being that person where rather than this is who I am and this is what I have and there is a big difference. So, you know, maybe a little reflection is in order this week because, you know, as I said, your words are so fucking powerful, Alright, so what are you going to ban from your vocabulary? What are you going to ban from it? Are you going to ban those words, I can't afford that or I'm broke? I really hope you ban those. Um, and I really, you know, always, as always, be curious and look for evidence that suggests otherwise. Alright, you'll find evidence for whatever it is you're looking for. So instead of looking for evidence that everything is shit and this world's going to shit and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you look for the evidence otherwise? Because if you start looking for evidence otherwise, you will find it. All right. Have an amazing week. And of course, as I always end up these sessions is please share this podcast episode with somebody. All right. Recommend this podcast to someone in your network, someone that you know, and let us help and grow. Like it is so powerful for us as women to share our stories, for us to have our voices, for us to be heard. This is how we start changing the world. All right, these little teeny tiny acts make the 
biggest, biggest of difference. And as I've always said, you know, I'm completely transparent and honest with you. This podcast is completely organic. All right. So I do not pay for advertising. I do not let people advertise on this podcast or pay me for it. Like I just keep it nice and organic. And the reason that I do that is because then it's more free content that I can offer each and every one of you. Okay. But what you can do to help me is that you can spread the word. You can share this podcast. You can share my Instagram. You can, you know, and don't be a stranger as well. If you're listening to this podcast, hit me up on the socials. All my socials are at Kiss My Crown Academy. All right. Whether that's Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is, you know, hit me up. I would love to hear from you as well. Have an amazing day and have an even better week. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure to head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.